This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 5th. 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrap, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And even better, coming up on Wednesday, April the 8th, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, a free demo on Zoom for coaches. And if you attend, $200 off. Again, that's GameStrat. Go to GameStrat.com or click on the banner ad on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, heading deep into the heart of Texas. Actually, we're almost in another country at this point with this call because Jason Strunk, our good friend, is on the line, the uh, former head coach at Port Isabel and now the new athletic director at Mannheim Township back in his good old state of Pennsylvania, my state too, and uh, Mannheim Township, a great, great football program. But uh, the surprising part of all of this is Mr. Strunk is hanging up his whistle after, uh, I think, about a quarter century. And Strunky's on the line now to talk a little bit about everything. Where we're, uh, as everyone knows, Strunky, right now, these podcasts, it, it's football, but it's a bunch of other things that te- take people's minds off of COVID-19. How you doing? I'm doing great. And hopefully we give people a good show today. Get them to laugh a little bit while they're quarantined with their significant other and ready to, you know, Pull the hair out. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get a good show. <laughs> well, well, here, here, here's the first question. Everybody's laying low and you know sheltering in place, and 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 you're you're out there working. You're you're moving around. I'm going to have to ask you in a little bit how the move is going to take place with everything going on. But tell us a little bit about why the uh, the whistle's going. Uh, although you should never say never. Why is the whistle for now at least? And in your words, you'll never coach another down of football again. Going into the coach's locker and never to be opened up and taken out again. Uh, there's so much that goes into it. Um, I I think one of it is, is, is getting older. You know, I'm 43 and I don't think I'm old by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm still young. I'm still energetic. I still want to get after it. I still have all the energy to coach, but I've been doing it for 25 years. Uh, I started doing this, you know, immediately. It wasn't a year of, of, of my mom dying when I was a senior in high school. Um, so all I've known really in my adult life is working Saturdays and Sundays, um, watching film, uh, coaching kids Monday through Thursday, a game on Friday night. I don't know anything else. Um, and as, as time goes by, it's like, how much time have I spent with other kids and not my own? Um, and that, that really, um, it gets to, to a certain, it gets at you know, a certain point. It, it hits you like, wow. And it hit me a long time ago. The reason I left Purdue, um, was because I wanted to see Mac grow up. Yeah, I realized there I was in the office at 6 a.m. getting home at midnight. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to see Mac. So I got out of that and it came to Texas. And it, it's been great. Coaching him was great. And spending time with him and with all the other kids I've coached. But now he's heading to the East Coast. Um, and he's going to run track at the Citadel. And I want to watch him run. That, that's where I'm at in my life. You know, and I, I can't. Um, be here in Texas and coach kids and, and fly to the Citadel and, and do all that stuff from where I am in Texas. So I'm going to go home to the East Coast and give me a chance to see Mac run in college. That, that's, that's the route behind it. And obviously there's, there's other you know, avenues that lead to that, which we'll probably discuss. Um, but that's, that's where I'm at right now. I want to see my son run in college. I want Kennedy, my 10-year-old daughter, to uh, <clears throat> be in a good spot for a long time. 
And then my wife, Tracy, her, her health network is back there with her cardiologist and things like that. So it makes sense right now for us to, to do that and, and me just be a full-time AD and not run my own program while doing that. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's family first. It, it's always been family first, as you and I know mm-hmm. as friends, it, it, that that's first and foremost. But, uh, you know, the what, what goes into coaching, and I, I had a long chat over the last couple of weeks with some coaches like uh, Noel Dean in Michigan, a Hall of Famer, and just talking about, you know, the 25 years may be the max. That may be the new dinosaur because, you know, the the George Currys, yeah. the Mike Pettens, you know, these great names that we know from Pennsylvania who lasted 50, right. 50 plus years. Man, mm-hmm. a different time, different space and all that. And, you know, it, I'm sure right. it'll hit you come uh, come fall. You know, I'm still, I'm still thinking we're going to have a fall yeah. camp here, but it'll probably hit you at that point so um you you, you kind of outlined why um you know pennsylvania which which makes a lot of sense and we're probably going to bounce around here a little bit but um tell me a little bit about you know the the decision to leave texas because i remember Mm -hmm. on past interviews i've got the i've got it on tape that you said nah texas is where i want to be and you talk about family and all that but why'd you why'd you decide to go back home i mean east coast you know the citadels in charleston i'm just trying to dig in here a little bit uh Certainly, Mannheim Township, a great program there. So, uh, yes. go a little bit deeper for us. So, you know, I'm still, you know, if Mac is running the Citadel and I'm at, I'm at Mannheim Township, I, I think it's still 10 hours, you know, from from there. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it's still far. Well, I'm right near major airports. You know, you have Philadelphia International Airport there in, in Baltimore uh, was a BWI. They're right there. I can catch a quick flight and go. And then being in Texas, the thing I realized is everything's a drive. Um, (laughs) From Lubbock to where I am now is 10 hours. I'm in the same state. (laughs) I've driven that I don't know how many times. So I I don't mind driving anymore. You know, that that doesn't bother me. But just being back on the coast, it it puts me closer to him. You know, it gives Mac the chance to, you know, I, I don't know how it would work, but if he needs to come home for any reason, it's easier for him to come home. Yeah. Um, hop in a car and drive instead of driving across the country. So th- th- those things matter. Um, and I always said that, and here's something, you said something before, um, you know, about 25 years being maybe the new mark to, to hang it up. I always thought I'd be Joe Paterno, Bobby Bowden, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, he's going to have to drag me off the field. Um, you know, and, and George Curry, you know, and, and even Bob Stem comes to mind. Yeah. You know, those guys coach for, for how long? I always thought that would be me, but as I realize I'm getting older, I'm not, I'm different, which you know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started on that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I just, uh, you know, I went from coaching middle school football, coaching division one football, Purdue university to coaching in the Mecca, Texas. I've checked a lot of boxes and I've done a lot and it's just, um, it's time. You know, I didn't, you don't wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm done. You know, it's, it's gradual and yeah. it happened. And there's other things that happen here. I love Texas and, and it's a great setup here. I have so many friends here. It's a great, great state to coach football. And there's just other things too. I, I don't outside influences, you know, what board member got elected, you know, um, who, who's in with this board member. Um, well, for instance, a new superintendent comes in, now all of a sudden I'm a sitting duck. I mean, it's not, it's not fair to families, you know, and, and, and you understand that getting into it. I mean, you get it. You know, no one should feel sorry for any, any coach that happens because that's part of the, the, the job. But I'm sitting there thinking, why, why does the change in one person affect me so much? 
you know, and I, I don't need it anymore. My family doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. You, you know, I, I hope that makes sense. It's just, oh, it, it, it's it, pressure, it you know, like college football. yeah. And it's treated like college football here. And it's awesome. And I love it. You know, but the problem is, um, we're not making $5 million a year. <laughs> you know, when those guys make a, make a decision or they're let go, um, you know, they're sitting on a, a good severance package. We're down here, one person changes, and now you're out. You could be looking at the unemployment line. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the nature of the beast in Texas. And for the record, that hasn't happened to me. Not at all. I, okay. I walked away on my own. I still had another year on my contract. Um, I was good till January 31st, um, 2021. And it, so none of that happened to me with – I left on my own. Yeah. Now there's things going on I, I don't like, and I just said, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. Um, I'm going to go to a great place, and Mannheim Township is phenomenal. Um, from day one, the first time I met them, they, they've been incredible, and that really sealed the deal. I, I, I always said once Matt graduated, I'd go back to college coaching. And when the season's over, I looked into it, and I talked to a few people. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, I really I don't want to do this. And sorry if I'm rambling, Jeff, because I know we're going to well, go over. Yeah, but. well, but I, I, I was going to take you down a path because I think a lot of people, because you know there's a lot of coaches that listen to this. I mean, I, I would say a majority of our, our listeners are, are definitely coaches. I'm, go, I'm just going to be right. blunt about it and, and throw out the word burnout. And I'm going to ask you, A, if it is is part of it. You mentioned, you know, some of the difficulties. I mean, when you were telling the story about uh, one board member changing, I just wrote a story this morning Mm -hmm. about Valdosta, America's winningest high school football program, right? They fired their coach uh, after a seven and three season or seven. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was eight and three this year. And they still have not found a coach. And here we are in April. Mm -hmm. And it it is a, uh, you know, I can say this because it's, it's a podcast. It's a shit show (laughs) down in South Georgia right now. And Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 going back to my question, I just wanted to kind of get people into context of what you were saying. And, and, and the reason they don't have a coach in Valdosta has to do with the school board. It doesn't have to do right. with wins and losses and all that. It does, but it doesn't. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. So I'm going back to the word burnout, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A, right. do you have burnout? Was that part of it? And if you don't address the burnout for the, the coaches that are listening, uh, for the signs of it, right? The, at some point, right. like you said, it, it may not be a light bulb going boom, but it may be a slow build up to that. I, I'm just curious. Uh, burnout affect you, right. and if it didn't, how do you have other coaches learn on what burnout might be? So for me, it's not burnout. Um, I, I could I could coach another 20 years, you know, physically and mentally. Um, this, this game is about the kids, and I love being around kids. Um, and that's important. And when you're not in it for the kids, that's when you need to get out. I love being around them. I still get as excited coaching football as I did, um, you know, my first year with Chris Gerhard back in Nazareth. I still get excited about it. So there's no burnout on that end. Not at all. What I guess you want to switch it. So it's not burnout. You can call it wear out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm worn out with certain aspects of the profession. Um, and it, it's not the kids. It's not the game. It's the politics and the adults behind the scenes that I've had enough of. Um, and, and you just get to a point where you don't need that in your life anymore. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, everybody's supposed to be in it for the kids. You're supposed to be in it for the kids. And as you get older, you realize a lot of people aren't in it for the kids. And this isn't coaches or faculty or anyone else. It, it, it's the politics behind the, the moving forces, you know, within the school district. I don't need that anymore in my life. I don't. Yeah. Um, my family doesn't need to be treated poorly. Um, we, we just, you just don't need that. 
you know, and so I, I hope that clears it up. I'm not burned out. No, I, I'm, I'm worn out with aspects of it, but it's not coaching. I love these kids. I can coach. I can coach another 20 years if I wanted, but it's not worth it for, for my mental health and my family's uh, health in general to keep going. And then having, you know, a, a new person come in that, that shifts everything, you know, <laughs> to a way where, where it's heading to a disaster and you're a part of that. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And I mean, the, the whole thing is, I said, you know, I wanted coaches to kind of hear what you're going through. But on the other side right. of the coin, the rest of our listeners are fans, right? And, right. Um, you know, fan is short for fanatics, right? And uh, yep. I, I just want to, because I know you so well, and you and I have shared a lot, um, you know, off offline, if you will, about the profession. It is the greatest profession in the world. Uh, you guys yep. are making pennies on the dollar. Now, in Texas, you're making a little bit more than stipend guys. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think I want to make fans aware of the fact that, you know what, folks, this is still a bunch of teenagers playing a game, growing up and all those good things. And some of these outside things that you're talking about um, doesn't necessarily fall onto those ears on a regular basis. It's something that you guys all kind of come together and uh, in a group hug talk about the pressures. It is not 1969 anymore. (laughs) I mean, it's not. So that's kind of where I was going. Going with that, I mean, yeah, and there's something I wanted to share with you. Um, I'm not burned out. I can keep going, like I said. Uh, but it was back in 2010. I forget what we're, where we were driving, but I was with um, I was driving, and I was with the Purdue coaching staff, the offensive guys. I, I can't for the life of me remember where we were driving, but I'll never forget this this statement. Our wide receivers coach was was Brian Rock at the time. And he was talking, we're, we're driving by, um, through a neighborhood or, you know, somewhere in West Lafayette. And there was a kid out front playing catch with his dad. And we're driving by and Brian Rock says, you know, there's times I wonder what I'm doing and why I'm in this. There, there's a dad and his son playing football in the front yard. What are we doing? We're never with family. We're always here. What are we doing with our lives, fellas? <laughs> he said that. And that has stuck with me since 2010. Um, and, and it, that was a factor in me coming home one day and saying, you know what, let's go coach football in Texas. Um, I can see Matt grow up a little bit more. So it's little things like that, that's 10 years ago, Jeff. And, and that impacted me. That impacted me. Mannheim Township is a great athletic program, top to bottom. Um, it is one of the best athletic programs in the entire state of Pennsylvania, all the way through. And, and that was really the deciding factor for me with that and the great people I met there. Yeah, so explain, top to bottom, they're, I was gonna they're say, fantastic. Explain where, yeah, so yeah. explain to the people where the, the community is and all that. I mean, I know, you know, but for the listeners around the nation, where where is Mannheim Township? Uh, it, so it's in uh, Lancaster County. Um, and whenever you hear that, people you know usually <laughs> assimilate that to the Amish. Right. Um, yes, they're, they're down there and, and they're around and, and that's great. And there's there's country around there. But it's also one of the fastest growing areas in the United States, uh, from what they've told me. It's uh, 60 miles west of Philadelphia, and it puts me about 90 miles um, southwest of where I grew up. So it's uh, it's a great spot. You're right in the middle of everything. I, I can go to Yankees games again, thankfully. Um, I can go to uh, Yankees some yeah. more now. Oh, I you know, feel that's so good. Yeah. So that's great. That. Yeah, the um, Yankees. Woo-hoo. Hopefully. 
<laughs> hey, hopefully Matt Stepp hears this. You know, like I said, the Orioles. Like I'll go watch the Yankees in, in Birdland down there in Baltimore and watch the Yankees beat up on the Orioles. So we got to make sure Matt Stepp hears this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Worry about Matt, not the not the Red Sox fan here on the other line. Yeah, you worry about well, Matt. I, okay, well, Strunky. Uh-huh. Don't worry, I'm getting to you. I'm coming to you. <laughs> well, here's well here's a question, you know, because we are going to. Ra- how are you going to move? I mean, how are you going to find it? What you can do online stuff to find a house, but really, have you thought about this? I mean, what what are some of the things that you're going to face with COVID nineteen and trying to move yourself? I don't know how many thousands of miles it is, but it's a it's a decent decent jaunt. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think it, I think it's the fourteen hundred miles, I believe, uh, twelve to fourteen hundred miles, and it, it, it's a long it's a long drive. Um, and, and things have already changed already. Um, I was supposed to start there on April 1st and I was going to go and I was going to be up there and the Mac was going to graduate down here and the family would stay here. Then I'd fly back and forth and, um, be at his track meets and then fly back to Pennsylvania. I, we had it all planned and then boom, it, that's it blew up. So I I'm working from home, um, for them right now. And it, they've been great. Um, you know, we had some zoom meetings, you know, all week this week, so I'm getting to meet people that way. So it, it's been great. We're trying to make the best out of a terrible situation, and it's been good. So right now I'm, I'm grounded here at home like everyone else is, and we have different restrictions down here. I mean, you can't go to the grocery store on a certain day. It depends on your license plate number. Oh, wow. Um, uh, day you can go. If your license plate's not a number, you can't go. Um, they're not letting people cross the island. Um, you know, so they're, they're, they're checking you. You know, there's just police everywhere. So – it's different down here. And then for me to leave my family here and go up there while this is going on, that wouldn't make much sense either. So right now we're just playing it. You know, I guess it was week to week. I guess now you can say it's a two week to two week basis. <laughs> yeah, um, really. Around, there's another 15 days added or, or whatever, which I'm okay with, you know, let, let's, let's stay away from each other and let's beat this thing. So we can get back to life sooner rather than later. But I don't have right now. I couldn't tell you what the plan is. And that's crazy. Uh, I still have a house to sell in Texas. You know, I, Lord only knows what the market's going to be like to try to sell a house now. Yeah. So you talk about a different level of stress. You know, it, it, coaching Friday nights is nothing compared to, <laughs> to, to move across the country. <laughs> yeah, with the virus going on and that is sell a house. So um, it's, everything's up in the air right now. Yeah. What, um, you know, one of the things that we, we've touched on in the podcast with all these coaches and everybody saying the same thing, you know, you feel so bad, especially with, I think right now, every state has canceled spring sports. And if they haven't, they're going to, as we know. Um, right. and, and, and certainly Mac has life after high school by going to the Citadel. But I was just curious how you feel as a parent about Mac not being able to take part in his final <laughs> track and field season. Uh, that's an interesting question. And I'm glad you asked me that. So right now, you know, spring sports in Texas have not been canceled. Um, we're not doing them right now, but they haven't come out and said, Hey, we're done. Yeah. Um, so there's still a sliver of hope. I mean, I don't think there's much, but they haven't come out and they haven't totally canceled it. So it's interesting, you know, my son, and, you know, you know, I, I say this a lot, Jeff, you plant potatoes to get potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone, knows, everyone knows what you get. So my son's a mini me. Um, so we left his last track meet, I believe it was March 13th, I believe it was. And we were in Raymondville. And the next day, um, 
I believe it was next Saturday. I think that's when they started shutting everything down. I think the NBA was that week, and then we started. I'm pretty sure that's what the timeline was. Well, at that point, they said, you know, we're going to shut everything down until April 1st. And I said to Mac, okay, this is what we're going to need to do. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Um, but I had a conversation with him, and he said, Dad, if we shut down for two weeks, I'm done. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, what do you mean you're done? He goes, I'm, I'm not doing this. You know, it, it, this is going to be intermittent, and they don't know what's going on. I'm done. Hmm. I'm going to get ready for college track. I said, okay. I said, that, that's your decision. I said, I'm, I'm not, you know, you're, you're a young man now. You make those guys. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, if we're shut down, I'm not going back. I'm not going to pull a hamstring trying to rush to get back to win, you know, a district track meet. I'm going to Citadel. I'm a college athlete, and that's where I want to be. So <laughs> he said that's that to pretty me, smart. Like, oh, that, that takes the load off my shoulders. So I don't, um, I don't have a, a feeling on it one way or the other. As a parent, he made his decision. I'm good with it. It doesn't bother me one bit because I know I'm going to still see him run. Um, and I know it's different for other parents where, you know, softball and, and soccer and things like that, they were all interrupted. And I don't know if they're going to finish. And that would be hard for, for a lot of those kids who are never going to play again. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the difference. And I, I would be upset, really upset, if I were in their shoes. Um, on our end, you know, Max is doing what he's doing, and we're good with what he, what he decided. But, uh, I mean, your heart just goes out there and went across the country. You know, high school athletics is, is the last pure form of athletics. It and is. these kids just walk, yeah. and that's hard. It's it's it is it is very very sad. You you and I I know that a lot of people think that uh, Mac is a mini me, but that's a pretty smart move. I, he might be a little bit smarter than Dad at this point in his life. No, I'm not I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying it sounds like he, he's matured pretty well. You and Tracy did a nice job. Well, yeah. Tracy did a hell of a job. Uh, you 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 yeah. were okay with it, but anyway, Jason yeah, Strunk yeah, is on the line. In the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I got I got to ask you a question too because the last time you came on here, and folks, you know, uh, our, our friendship has been reduced to maybe me texting him saying, "Why don't you call me?" Uh, or whatever. But uh, the last time you were on here, we were uh, going to have you uh, restart the blog, changing it from the turnaround, which made you famous. And by the way, I do expect uh, you know the check in the mail sometime soon. The economy's in, in trouble, so I expect to, to see a little <laughs> little green greenbacks or two in my in my mailbox, but. But, uh, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but you couldn't blog this year. Right. And, and I know there's some some things that you, you, you can and can't say about that. But I, I would love for people to know, because there are a lot of people that write me and go, well, where the, where's the blog? He said he was doing it. Anchors down, all that good right. stuff. What yeah. happened, dude? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I love writing. You know, it, it's a great, great outlet for me. And then yeah, I use that to promote our kids. You know, talk about our kids and, and what we're doing down here and share ideas with other coaches. I learned from a lot of other coaches that contact me with ideas on things they saw I was doing, you know, et cetera. So that's a good thing. It was a good outlet. Um, it just wasn't um, doable this year. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, I was hired by a fantastic superintendent down here named Dr. Lisa Garcia. Fantastic. Um, she was great to our family. The CFO here, Johnny Panetta, was great. We had a great principal and, and Dr. William Roach, but all all those um, players are gone. They left um, once we hired a new superintendent. So things changed here, and we have a great principal, Imelda Munivez. She was awesome, um, but new superintendent, and um, that's it. Yeah, no, so, and I'm not going to take you too deep on it. I just wanted um, people to know because yeah. you know at the end of the day. Um, 
I, and I've said this, you know, I, I'm joking about, you know, you um, owing me money, and maybe I'm not really joking about that, but, but, <laughs> but on the seriousness side of it is uh, you and I kind of grew up together as, as High School Football America right. burst onto the national scene, and you and I kind of connected back there in 2012 when we moved to Los Angeles, and it, it has become, yeah. it still is. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's up there is, is read regularly on a daily basis, and uh, I right. just, you know, wanted to thank you for doing that, and hopefully Hopefully we'll figure out yeah. a way to get you to do some some other things there and, and be our uh, be our Pennsylvania our our, our Amish country uh, correspondent or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm not sure, but I uh, hopefully you didn't feel like I was putting you on the spot there. But I, I just wanted people not to know that it, it was not Jason Strunk that decided to pull the plug. Although truth be told, he really didn't tell me that until he turned in his keys. So I was kind of yep. sitting there wondering too. But anyway, that's, yeah, uh, it, when, that's, that's when a, I kind of. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. when I kind of disappear like that, uh, people know something's up. And you do do you that know? on a regular basis to me. <laughs> it was just a, uh, it, it was a, yeah, it was it was a year, you know. And I'm 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 glad it's behind us, and I'm moving forward. I'm going to a great place with great people. Um, I can't stress enough how great these kids here at Port Isabel. They're awesome. Well, that I love great. them. When I, you know, so many tears that day. I had to call everyone or text them because I can't, I can't see them. Right. Um, and, you know, my friend and my son's good friends with all of them. And it was the roughest one I've ever been through, leaving these kids here because they're, they're tremendous. The community is great. They, they were nothing but supportive to us. Um, they, Port Isabel is a good place with good people. And, um, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, tough and, to leave. and that's what I wanted to ask you about kind of the mark you're leaving here as we kind of fall down toward the end here. It's Jason Strunk on the line, uh, former head coach at Port Isabel and uh, the new athletic director at Mannheim Township. I'm going to keep saying that, so I, I save yeah. you here, Strunky. And uh, no, but but realistically, because you and I know each other real well, your W's, um, because you were very competitive, uh, did not match what you wanted to do in your time there at Lubbock and, and Port Isabel. And I, I'm not coming sure. down you on that, but but here's the question: mm-hmm. based upon that, knowing how competitive you are, how you hate to lose, how you do look at the big picture, which is you know making young men, you know making young boys young men um what'd you learn about yourself with not maybe winning as many games as you wanted to win uh when i started this profession i want to win a state title and when i'm walking away my my thought was i want to make the greatest impact on these players i can as a human being that's how i evolved um i think that that sums it up you know with what what i've turned into and here's the thing too you learn perspective i learned that at a young age you know, with right that was with my mom dying. Um, you know, I, I, I had a great run. You know, I, I leave Purdue and I go to Lubbock High, and year two we have Lubbock High in the playoff. Well, you realize that that's the peak for Lubbock High. Yeah. And it's not a knock on, on them or, or anything like that. It's just look at their last 50 years. They, they've had one winning season in 50 years. You have to keep that in perspective. You know, you, you know, hey, chances of the state tell you are very slim, if, if nil. Um, the chances of us getting the playoffs again are very slim. Um, now it beats you up as a coach, obviously. <clears throat> um, but you just learn, you learn perspective of that. We changed so many lives. That, that, that nutrition program we started, myself and Neil Tall, you know, we, we ran 400,000 pounds of food for those kids and chocolate milk over a seven year period. We got into the playoffs and I'm content with what we did there and our relationships we built with those kids. I mean, they still text me. We still talk. Um, it's a lot of fun. So you, you just have to look at Lubbock High as a portion of my career. 
Um, it doesn't define it. I mean, no. just, like I said, just do your research and, and look at the last 50 years and, and understand what we did was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, with getting into the playoffs. I, I, I don't think they'll ever get back to the playoffs in my opinion, um, unless things change there, you know, and then they do something about the enrollment. Um, but that, that's not for me to decide. That's just my opinion. They're great kids and they work hard. Um, they come to Port Isabel. They had two head coaches in three years. Yeah. I was a third um, set of terminology and, and third personality in three years for those guys. My first year, we're one point away from basically going three rounds deep in the playoffs. You know, with, with a group I took over in July, mm-hmm. we had four Isbells on the right track. Um, we had them, we had them going my first year. Once they learned the offense, they've never run an offense like ours. You know that I brought here, um, and we and we got that thing rolling. And we had a good off season. Our freshmen went undefeated last year, and the JV team did great things. And we had five sophomores playing in varsity. So last year, you know, our team went three and seven, but we were four plays from being six and four, two missed kicks. Again, <laughs> we lost our playoff game the year before. <laughs> um, we missed two field goals and we had two touchdowns in the same game called back on the final drive that would have allowed us to win the game. It could have been six and four, get to the playoffs. And we played sitting at 28, 24, halfway through the fourth quarter. And we're playing a freshman wide receiver um, and three or four sophomores out there against a sitting team that's loaded. So th- this program it, it is a lot different than um, Lubbock High. It, this was a this is a quick rebuild down here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pulling the right way, and uh, um, I'm expecting them to do great things next year. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound so it, it's, when, when you're a builder. Yeah, when you're a builder, you're you're going to take hits in the, in the loss column. You know, I, I've never taken over a program coming off a winning season. Never. Um, Port Isabel is going to be there quick. You know, and, and you kind of realize that, you know, you have to, you have to understand, put your ego to the side when you're rebuilding programs. Yeah. You know, I, I've never walked into a Highland Park or anything like that. Hey, here we are rolling. <laughs> I've always had to get down my hands and knees and start digging and, and building and doing all that. But Port Isabel's there. You know, they're ready to bust out next year. Yeah, and it sounds like the cupboard is not bare. Jason Strunk on the line as we wrap things up here today. A uh, long, long journey we're, we're talking about. We could probably go three or four hours uh, knowing um, the two of us, but uh, he's going to Mannheim Township, the athletic director there, one of the, the top uh, athletic programs in the state of Pennsylvania. He's going back home, which makes him him happy. Um, a couple of things to wrap up with. We kind of touched on this earlier about the pressure, about the you know walking away, uh, understanding that your your destiny is not con- completely in your hands because of people. But for the fans out there listening that don't understand, and I'm not talking about you right now. I'm actually putting you up on a on a soapbox to talk for the entire profession because you're not shy to say things. And I don't want you mm-hmm. to mince words, and I also don't want you to piss people off. But you know, what is it you would like for the parents that listen here, or the fans to hear about the profession and the way it should be treated versus the way we know not not the majority, but a a, a growing number, a growing percentage of the fan base is acting when it comes to the. And I'm talking specifically about high school football. Now you got you, you got mm-hmm. a you got a soapbox. What do you have to yeah. say? Okay. Um, what people need to know is 99% of our profession is still with great coaches that are in it for the right reasons. And that's to take care of your kids. And that, that's first and foremost. Everyone, I, I've never met anyone where I walked away and I said, wow, he's not good for kids. You know, they're out there. I've never, you know, come across anyone like that. They need to know the hours that are put in, you know, we spend more time with your kids than we do our own kids. And that's why I'm getting out as well. And that's part of it too. 
Um, I, I don't think they realize that. If they do, they don't appreciate it enough, in my opinion. Um, that, that that's that's the biggest thing for me. The, the coaching profession is underappreciated. From the head football coach, the head softball coach, anywhere across the country, they're not appreciated enough. And I think that's a bunch of crap. Um, all we do is work with the kids. We, we try to point them in the right direction. I mean, we're, we're father figures and, and motherly figures for these kids, you know, more than what people realize. And there's just not enough appreciation for it. And, and, and that, that needs to change somehow, some way in, in this world of social media and everyone saying, oh, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. You know what? Just go to the game, sit down, and be quiet. Watch your kid perform. Just watch your kid perform. Watch how that coach works with your kid. You know, appreciate coaches more because we're doing more for them than what you realize. And you should be more appreciative. Yeah, you know, that that that's what drives me nuts um, with all this. They come to games on Friday nights, and you know, you got guys never coaching down to football in their life, saying we should be running the ball more. Well, what do you really know? Are you on the practice field with us? Are you out there working with us? Do you know that he has a sore ankle? Do you know that's why he didn't get the ball? You know, twenty five times tonight, <laughs> and that that's what drives you nuts. And that's just part of it, though. That's part of it, and you understand that going in. But I'd like to see coaches appreciated more, you know, across the country in every sport they coach, because it's just not the appreciation level is not there for the amount of hours that are put in to other, other people's, you know, sons and daughters. It's not appreciated enough. You know, and like my son, you know, I've spent more time coaching kids in Plant City, Florida, Lubbock High and Portisville than I have with him. And that's something I have to live with the rest of my life. And and that's tough. And that's why I'm going to go and watch him run every meet at the Citadel if I can. That's that's I'm going to make that up. Well, folks, you just heard it, and uh, you know I I I bust his stones a lot, but uh, I also know know he's he has the stones to talk about that. And if if you uh, have been one of those people that <clears throat> sits in the stands and um, says stupid stuff, um, maybe you should kind of. Take that little snippet there, put it on your phone, and listen to it time and time again. Because uh, I don't know how many times coaches across the country have told me stories, and you and I have shared a lot more stories because of our friendship. But you know, I, mm-hmm. I had a coach the other day just talking about you know having a player who was taking care of his brothers and sisters because mom and dad were in prison. Folks, these stories yeah. aren't one-offs, by the way. They're getting unfortunately right. more and more. So people need to listen to yeah. that a little bit. I mean. Let, let me throw something in there, Jeff, too, because <clears throat> I, I feel so bad to not mention it. Plant City, Florida, was one of the biggest influences in my life. You know, me going there was one of the best moves I ever made. And in my career, that's, it's the biggest regret I have was leaving there to go to Purdue. Not because I went to Purdue. I, I wanted to do that. But we were about to bust out down there in Plant City. Um, I'm talking, <laughs> we had a chance to win some state titles, I believe. I walked away from that to go coach Division One football. But what I learned in Plant City was um, kids are great. They're fantastic. We had three kids living with us in Plant City. Three. We took in three football players at Plant City. Um, they lived with us because they had nowhere to go. They lived with us. And I don't think people realize what coaches do and the lengths we're willing. I didn't care about them playing football for me. I cared about taking care of them as a human being. Mm-hmm. And Plant City really taught me a lot. We took in three of those players, and I have lifelong relationships with them right now. All three graduated from college, Jeff. All three. Two of them went and played Division One football. You know, they, they were told they're not going to amount to anything. Yeah, right. Look at them now. Mm-hmm. That's what this profession is all about. So I, I, I have to say the influence Plant City had on me in my career was phenomenal. And, and I wish I could have stayed. I wish, I, you know, I didn't go to Purdue. 
you know, I wish I could stay there to see that through. That's the biggest regret I have. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have touched the kids in Lubbock and and, and Port Isabel either. So you gotta you gotta balance all those thoughts off. Jason Strunk on the line, the uh, new athletic director at Mannheim Township in Pennsylvania, leaving uh, Texas after a, a great run there. And I've got two more to go with. So here's the first one. Uh, you mentioned it before, uh, the nutrition program. Uh, you and mm-hmm. I had spent a lot of time when you were in Lubbock deciding how to make that a documentary. It should have been made. Right. There were decisions that were made that. I stand by why we didn't do it, but um, it -hmm. should have been done. You were feeding kids that basically if they were getting one square meal a day, might have been a lot, right? And you talked about, I mean, the chocolate milk, that's more about working out, but we're talking about things that you Mm -hmm. did by going to a food bank there in Lubbock. Uh, You know, I I have video of you personally moving uh, thousands of pounds of food each day. I know your assistants Mm -hmm. did it with you as well. And uh, quite honestly, at this point, we'll probably have an entire podcast on this because I really want to do this. But you set up a nutrition program that, you know, you're calling it nutrition, I think, and and you wrote about it for what you did for your players, maybe for on the field and and, but not as much Mm -hmm. off. We didn't talk. And I I would love for you to, you know, just take a couple of minutes here just to explain to coaches who are faced with young men that do not get enough nutrition at home, what you did and maybe how they can emulate that because I think it it was unique, right? I I mean, who thinks of a food bank for a, for a football team and that's what you did. So (laughs) I want to have you talk about that a little bit. It it was very unique. And and what happened was when I I coached football at Muhlenberg college and then Purdue, and I saw how universities fed kids and I always wondered, why don't we do this on the high school level? So that's where the idea sprung from. So I studied all that stuff at Purdue, how we feed the kids and, and what it's doing for them and, and, and so forth. Came to Texas and said, we need to establish a nutrition program. And people looked at me like, okay, how do you do that? I don't know, but we're going to do it. <laughs> so um, it, it's, it, it was unique how we did it. And Neil Tall, you know, he, he was the driving force behind it and, and, and the brainchild of this thing. He, he's a smart, he's a Purdue grad too, Coach Tall. Um, not shocking, he's very smart. So we, we started hatching this idea. Um, and I knew from, from previous experience, you can go to grocery stores and pick up, you know, stuff that's close to expiration date or expired. It's still good, you know, and, and pick it up and bring it back and you can still hand out. That, a lot of stuff goes to the food bank. Well, we started off with that. And then someone said, why don't we just check in with the food bank? <laughs> it was as simple as that one day. It was like, oh, light bulb went on. Hey, let's check with the food bank. Okay. So next thing you know, we're going to have a meeting at the food bank. And, and the things they told me were, were, were shocking. You know, there was a pile of bananas sitting there. They're going to throw them away. I'm like, why? Because everyone comes here and takes the junk food. They don't take fruit. <laughs> they don't take this. And I'm like, what? So, because they can only keep this stuff. And I remember for three days, once they get it, they have three days to get it out. And if they don't, they have to throw it away. I mean, literally pallets of bananas, Jeff. And I'm like, oh my God. So the, the thought of it was, because Lubbock I was so poor athletically, it was, this is going to catch us up on the field. It's going to help us turn the corner quicker. So it was all about um, X's and O's and winning for all of our kids in all of our sports at Lubbock High. That's how it started. And in seven years, it turned into, you know, forget the wins and losses. This is changing kids' lives. They're, they're, they're eating. They're happy. They're getting food. Their grades are getting better because they're eating. That's how they've evolved. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, Neil Tall and I just, we, we spent so much time. I mean, every day. I was over there picking stuff up in my school vehicle and bringing it back and we're getting it ready. 
it made such a difference on so many levels, you know, levels I never even thought about when we decided to do it. And that's what it turned into at the end. It turned into love of the kids. Um, from about year two on, it's like, hey, I mean, and we love them no matter what, but feeding them, they'd run through a wall for us. And yeah. that's where it all started. And, and, and to this day, I, I still kind of, I, I don't, well, I think I do regret, um, if I can be honest about it, not really putting it out the way it should have been put out. Um, I, I think you, you guys, you and Neil and the rest of the staff and what you did just to go and pick up food, um, goes beyond mm-hmm. it. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, part of it was, you know, um, I was fearful that it, it oh, could yeah. affect you with the UIL and all that. And quite yeah, honestly, yeah, quite honestly, if that were to have happened, uh, you know, I don't even know what the words are because I'm I'm starting to get where I, I I'm going back yeah. to my Pennsylvania roots with four letter words, but uh, that's just right. disgusting. We'll just leave it at that. If 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 yeah, that if that right. would have ever happened, but I mean, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely. We, we could have been shut down. Um, it, 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 I mean, look at social we're media. Feeding today. Imagine we're feeding kids. We're feeding kids. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, we're feeding kids. And imagine you know they hit Twitter and let's say it goes viral. And then you read the comments. Oh, look at that! They're taking taking food out of hundred people's mouths for high school kids for a football program. That's what that would have turned into. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I know, I know it would have. But, and but, but, it, but, it, but again, let folks, uh, I, I need to add in here cause I want to make this a little, I don't want to put it all on your back, but I mean, think about what he just said, folks, uh, three days and the food is thrown out, thrown out. Yep. So yeah. wh- wh- yeah. what would you rather have? Would you rather have kids that are hungry having food? Right. Forget that they're on a yeah. football team. It's, it's, it's right. ludicrous to me. Yeah. And like I said, it just yeah. right. Ugh. And the other thing with that, Jeff, is Lubbock High is a Title One school, and I think at that time ninety five percent of the football team was free and reduced lunch. So they, they they were entitled to food bank services. What we realized was a lot of times their parents didn't sign up for food bank services. They wouldn't go and get it. They wouldn't sign up. So we were actually doing it for the parents that wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, and I can understand that maybe too embarrassed, but yeah, whatever, oh sure, so. yeah, absolutely, yeah. But we we're, were doing great things for kids for the right reasons. It, it wasn't just about football. Yeah, no, I know that. Like I said, yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because it was something. It, it is something that's still in my crawl that you know we kind of. Yeah. And, and 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 again, I, I think the the deci- we made the right decision, but that doesn't mean it was right. the right decision because there are all these mm-hmm. things that we're talking about there as well. Jason Strunk on the line. We're going to wrap up yeah. with this one. Uh, since you uh, do claim that you're never going to coach a another down of football, and we'll see. You're 43. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Noel, uh-huh. De- Noel Dean in Michigan, Hall of Fame coach. He uh, he's fifty one. He said he was never going to do it. Guess what? He's coming back in. I'm 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 now publicizing him on High School Football America. <laughs> One of the greatest coaches in Michigan is is back in the game. But anyway, yeah. we're go- we're going to assume that you uh you you you're going to do what you say. Uh, you know, you're going to back up the the talk. So uh, you're you're now uh, let's say twenty years from now, um, sitting in a restaurant, um, just enjoying yourself and. Uh, all of a sudden, you see over in the corner a bunch of bunch of your old players, and you get to eavesdrop a little bit. What would you like to hear them saying about Coach Strunk? Uh, they got us ready for life, and, and thank God we encountered him, and we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for him and the guidance he uh, he gave us. That would mean a lot to me. That's a good way to wrap this up, my friend. Uh, stay safe down there, you, Tracy, Mack, and Kennedy. And uh, I, I think we're going to make – that's what we can blog about, how the heck you're going from uh, nearly in Mexico <laughs> – 
<laughs> there in the <laughs> southern tip of Texas and getting to uh, Amish country. Uh, I, yeah. that's, that, that's the blog. And, and guess what? You, uh, and have com- you have complete control over yourself to write that. I know. Can you, can you believe that? A 43-year-old adult. <laughs> I can make my own decisions. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to tell you, I, I, I love doing it, and, and let's think of a new avenue, and you know, I want to talk talk about you know athletic director stuff and still help coaches and do all that, so I want to blog, and then I really want to get that book going. Yeah, I you. know, I you know. That book. You need to write it. <laughs> Well, we we will do that. We will do we will do that. <laughs> we will do that. But I'm serious. I, I really and and I'm gonna I'm gonna force the entire uh, population of followers that that found you as a result of your blog to to force you to write something about this darn move because <laughs> I think it's going to yeah. be interesting. It, know, it will be. God will forbid be. we yeah. ever have a pandemic like this, but th- this may be uh, right. one for the history books there. Uh, yeah, and, and I have it all chronicled so far. So all right, well, then get, <laughs> I get got to, a timeline going. Get your get get to writing. You've you've got uh, you've got your marching orders, buddy. Uh, is, keep yourself safe and healthy down there, and uh, look forward to, to talking to you down the line. But uh, you know, if this yeah. is truly the end. Uh, yeah, I, I can honestly say that everybody I know that knows you has nothing but glowing things to say, in spite of all the wisecracks that I make about you and the references <laughs> to George Costanza and all that. Even though I stand by yeah. that, you are George Costanza. I, by, by the way, I wake up, I wake up I wake up every morning now. Instead of watching the news, Seinfeld's on TBS, so I watch Seinfeld for three oh, hours no. to make me laugh. And and the more yeah. I watch that, buddy. <laughs> You are George. I'm Costanza. Yeah, there you go. Yes. All right, Jason. Well, what is that line, Costanza, Lord of the Idiots? (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us, T Bone. We'll talk soon. (laughs) Yep, you guys. Thanks for having me on. And I'm going to miss all my Texas buddies. It's been great down there, and I love this state. And I'm I'm happy we had a home to take care of family. And that's today's High School Football America podcast brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And don't forget, coming up on Wednesday, April the 8th, 2 p.m. Eastern, GameStrat is going to be holding a free demo for coaches on Zoom if you attend the free demo. $200 off and we all could use to save a little bit of money right now. For more information, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.